today, I'm going to be teaching you how to be when you when you are when you are bound when you're going through deliverance when you're going through a process of deliverance how to walk in wisdom to be free how to outsmart the devil when he doesn't want you to be free when he wants to come back for many people uh when they are bound when they have uh demons demonic spirits bondage it's layers it's several demons. It's not just one. And so therefore, the deliverance is a process. God takes you through a process of healing, of freedom. We see an example of Jesus healing and bringing freedom in a process through a guy who was blind. He spits in his eyes, and the guy says he can see partially, but not all the way. And then Jesus lays his hands on his eyes, prays for him again, and he now can see clearly everything. That's a prophetic picture. That's a, a lesson really for us of how God works. That sometimes he chooses to move in a process, to deliver through a process over time, not everything right at once. Otherwise, he would have made that blind guy immediately able to see everything. And there are mysteries in the spiritual realm as to why it can be a process. And I taught... Um, I'm trying to think what the, the message of the message was. I think it was how to receive complete abundant life or something. I shared a message, I think about a month or, month or so ago, teaching like the reasons, some of the reasons, although there are more mysteries, but the reasons why deliverance can sometimes be a process and not immediate. So you can go back on my YouTube and watch that. But today's message is called Spiritual ICU. <laughs> Spiritual ICU, um, because when God has began to deliver, begun to deliver you, and you're in that process of being free, you are in a spiritual ICU. In the spiritual realm, it's like you're being in the, you're being brought in the ICU. So. When, like, when a person, let's say somebody has a tumor, they have a cancerous tumor, it's making them so sick in their lives, they're having all these side effects because of this tumor, it's grown big, and they have so much lack in their life. Now, they've gone to the doctor, they've gone to get this taken care of, they've gone to become healed, they've gone to have surgery. They're brought into the surgery room, the operating room. They put their trust in the doctor. They put their trust in the doctor's assistants, the nurses, everyone helping out with the surgery, right? The anesthesiologist. They put their trust there. They've come there to be free, and they have to surrender. They have to put trust there. And when they're there in the ICU, when they're there in the, in the operating room, and then after recovering the ICU, it is a really serious time. It is uh, not something to take lightly but to take seriously, to understand the seriousness of the situation. Like we, we, wanna, we wanna do everything right to make sure the surgery goes well and I'm healed well. I don't leave the ICU too quickly. I don't do what the doctors are telling me not to do. While in the ICU, I, I follow instructions. I take it seriously. That's like the process in the world, right? And so when you are 
when you've been in bondage, many people have been bondage maybe their whole lives or a lot of their lives. Many people have several different oppressions in their life, several different demonic spirits in their life. And those demonic spirits are just hiding. Like, for many of you, you didn't even know that it was demonic oppression you had. So they were kind of like dormant, these demonic spirits. They were dormant in you. I mean, in terms of like, they weren't coming to the surface and saying like, ah, I'm a demon and I don't want to leave. And I want, they're not, that's what I mean by dormant. They're just comfortably living there and controlling you, having an effect on you, making you to be uh, addicted, making you to be stuck in depression, making you to say words you shouldn't say, like I want to die, stuff like that, right? So when you come to where the power of God is moving, when you come to where the anointing is, this is literally, you might not know it, but the moment you stepped here, it's like you have checked yourself into the, to the hospital. <laughs> that tumor before that was causing all these problems, making you so sick, slowly eating away your life, you're going to get this taken care of, removed. And you're, you come to be healed. It's going to come out. Many people don't know that's what happens when they come where the anointing is, but that's what's happened. But you do have to make the decision, whether you realize it after you've come or not, to, to take this seriously, to take, I'm coming here to get rid of this. And this is a serious thing. This is not like, oh, I'm coming to get free. But this is a, something to be taken seriously. I'm going to make sure I put my full trust in the physician, which is Jesus. Jesus the healer, Jesus the deliverer. So he is the one that's going to operate on you and do that work. And then he has assistants. He has helpers. He has vessels he moves through. Those are like the nurses and the people assisting with the surgery. So you need to put your trust also in them. You need to trust that God is using them. You need to surrender there. Like, I'm going to follow the instructions. I'm going to, they're the ones that went to, to they're the um, experts, right? The doctors went to med school. I didn't go to med school. So I'm, here I am. Fix me, Lord, and do as you please. I give you per, your, your, your assistance to permission to help me with you. So this is what I mean by spiritual ICU. And so this is what you're going to learn today, how this is a spiritual ICU and how to treat it as it is, how to treat it seriously. Because if you don't treat it seriously, you could end up aborting the surgery while it's being halfway done. And then you have a gaping hole, bleeding. That's not going to be good, right? Or you can leave the place too early, not be healed, not have, take that recovery time enough. That's not going to be good, right? So this is why we have to take it seriously and really look to God for all of his instructions of receiving that complete healing and freedom. Amen? It says in Isaiah 10, 27, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. 
a picture of this, like yoke. When it's speaking of yoke, we're going to first talk about physical yokes, not spiritual yokes, but physical yokes. It's like an ox or a cattle would have this, this big heavy yoke brace on their back and they are pulling a heavy load of people or goods now when you see this when you can picture this this ox cannot move from this yoke it's they're stuck they can't take their own hooves and remove it they're completely stuck until a human with hands with the ability to remove that yoke lifts it off they need the human Right? That's the only way. They can't do it on their own. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So the yoke in that situation, this is physical realm, the yoke can be removed only by like a human with hands that has muscles can lift it off. But in the spiritual realm, yokes are demonic spirits, demonic oppression, demons, demonic chains, whatever you want to call them. It doesn't matter. But it's a demonic chain bondage stronghold all right it's like that brace where it's stuck it's a chain it's around you and you cannot take it off on your own it does not say the yoke shall be destroyed on your own effort with the holy spirit in you it says the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing the anointing what is the anointing the anointing is the measure of the power of god that god entrusts to vessels not all vessels he would love to but only trusted vessels who've paid a price who only want to do his will who've given up their lives that's whom god puts the anointing in according to his perfect plan and purposes of who he wants to use in the anointing and so As we see from Elijah to Elisha, from uh, Moses to Joshua, from Apostle Paul to Timothy, Peter, they're all walking in the anointing. They're all vessels of the anointing where the power of God is moving through them. That's what the anointing is. The power of God moves through them to do miracles. The power of God moves through them to heal the sick. The power of God moves through them to cast out demons, which is destroying the yoke breaking the yoke the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing it's very important you understand this the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing you don't go and get a surgery just anywhere you make sure you go to the right you make sure you go to the hospital the right hospital you do the you do the research the right kind of surgeon for this operation you make sure that it's going to happen there. You need to find where the anointing is when you have yokes in your life because that's what will destroy the yokes. And so where God puts the anointing is in vessels, is in the real church. God's restoring his real church, the Acts church. He's restoring his power because we haven't seen much of his anointing, but now he's releasing his anointing into trusted vessels. So you need to find the real church where the power of God is. Leave the lukewarm church. What are you doing there? You need the anointing. Simple. The time is now. And no time to baby you anymore. Find the real church. Come to Fivefold Church or wherever God leads you, but make sure it's the real church. Fivefold ministry where the anointing is where the power of God is to destroy 
yokes to make demons tremble and leave and people to be healed. Hallelujah. So this is where the anointing is found in the church because God has the church is the body of Christ and God has order. So we see this in the book of Acts. There's church. There's a body of Christ. We see there's order. We see there's a fivefold ministry. We see there's apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We see, for example, apostles carrying the anointing, leading churches. We see Apostle Paul carrying anointing. We see him ministering. And we see that in Acts 19.11, it says that God was doing such extraordinary miracles. In other words, God had put such extraordinary anointing in him such high level anointing in him that was doing extraordinary miracles he was doing such extraordinary miracles that even when he when they would put handkerchiefs to his skin and they would put him on the demon possessing the sick the demons would leave and the sick would be healed that shows us this is God's system if you need healing if you need freedom you need to find where the anointing is and get a touch of that anointing you have to position yourself they were positioning themselves to get a touch of that anointing from the handkerchief that had touched his skin. With Apostle Peter, it says in Acts 5.12, the apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. In verse 15, it says, as a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. If we want to see in the Bible, in the New Testament church, how demons were being cast out and how the sick were being healed. These are our big examples. And it's very simple. Find where the anointing is flowing. Position yourself where the anointing is flowing. And you don't have to strive or struggle there. You don't have to have a, a minister doing something weird to you. They can just walk by you. They don't have to push you down. They don't have to place something on some strange object on you. <laughs> they don't have to scream at your face. <laughs> I mean, it, because the anointing is so powerful, we don't need to get in the way when really the anointing's there. Humans, humans do not have power to cast out demons. Only Jesus does. Only the anointing. The anointing is Jesus. It's Jesus in his fullness. Jesus who comes in power. Holy Spirit. Amen. So, you know, Paul, it was so simple. It was so simple. Handkerchief, touch the skin, touch the people. Whew, simple. Demons go. People. Simple. Isn't that pretty simple? Isn't that pretty easy? My yoke is easy. My burden is light, Jesus says. Easy. Light. Peter, come under the shadow. Just walk by. That's so simple. That's so easy, right? Okay, the reason is, is because what makes demons to go are three things. One, that they see you carry anointing and authority. If you have anointing, that also means you have authority of Christ, a high-level authority of Christ. We're all given authority of Christ when we give our life to Jesus, but at first it starts out just for our own spiritual lives, not for others. And then when God can entrust you with more authority, if you're, if you're, using your authority that he's giving you properly, like being careful over your words, speaking only life, because otherwise you can be on the devil's side using authority over your life. So God can't entrust you with higher levels of authority. 
But when God can see, he can entrust you with higher levels of authority. He releases more anointing and authority. They come two in one. So anointing also means authority. So then he can release more to you where now you can have a higher authority where now you can cast out demons out of others. Because that's what God's called us to do. He said, cast out demons. You need to go and do that. Right? So what makes demons to go is one, that they see the authority and the anointing, two and one. They see that in you. That, they, that, it's, that you have authority over them. They see that in you, number one. Number two, they see that you know what you have, the authority you have, that you know you have authority over them. That's number two. And number three, they see that you are not blind in the spiritual realm, but your eyes are open up in the spiritual realm, and you understand the spiritual laws, and you understand really what authority is. There are some people casting out demons, trying to cast out demons, but they don't even understand authority. But it's all about authority. And so they see that you get it, and they see that you know how to execute your authority. Paul and Peter were great examples that they knew how to execute authority. They knew they had such high level of authority that they knew they did not need to go to one person after person and say, demons go, demons go, and use a loud voice. They knew their authority was so high over these even principalities that they could be like the president, right? They could just say one command and it must happen. So they can say, Peter can say, I'm going to just pass by everybody here, and all the demons and sickness, all the yokes must go. That's someone who knows their authority, amen? That's like a teacher, one of your best teachers that you were, like, afraid of a little bit. They walk in the room, and you know to be quiet. They know their authority. But then the, the, then the substitute teachers, you can walk all over. You remember, I wouldn't do that, but I remember I'd be so annoyed at the, the kids in my class. The troublemakers <laughs> as a kid that would walk all over the substitute teacher because they didn't really know. Well, it's a tricky situation coming in as a sub. I give them credit, you know, bless them. I was a sub before too, I think a couple times. I don't think I was very good at it, but <laughs> at the time, I didn't know about authority back then. But, any <laughs> but anyways, they don't, they, they feel like, well, I don't know if I have really authority. I'm not the main teacher, you know? I'm teaching this so you can understand authority. You need to understand authority so demons can see that, okay? So that's what makes them go. So this is the great importance for you under to understand that when you need freedom and when you're going through that process of needing freedom, you need to get where the anointing is because that's where the demons in you have to leave. They recognize the authority there just like when the demon says, I know who Paul is. I know I have to obey Paul. I know who Jesus is. You need to get there. You need to understand this is how it works. This is where they have to leave. Amen? Hallelujah. When you are free, um, can someone, can I have my, my helpers today grab the, um, the shields? And yeah, you can take the Jose the shields and set up. So when you are, when you are free, first of all, wait, let me read this real quick. 
the scripture. Thank you, Jose. It says in 1 Peter 5, 8, be alert in a sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, stand firm in the fa- standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Be aware, that you can take it now. Be aware the devil roars around like a lion seeking whom he can devour. So stand firm and resist the attacks of the devil. This is our lives every day. And it goes on to say that Every believer is going through this. Every believer is going through spiritual warfare. Whether you're free or you're bound and in the process of being free, going through deliverance, every single believer is going through the same thing. That lion seeking to try to devour you and sending attacks. But the Bible says that we can stand firm and we can resist him. And if the Bible says submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So this is our job, every one of us as believers, freed or in the process of being freed, we all are going through this and have to resist the devil. So this is the importance, number one, um, every believer should come where the anointing is, should be at a church where the power of God's flowing because the anointing equips you, opens up your spiritual eyes so that you know the devil's schemes. So that you see that lion, and you, I see you in this, I know your strategy. You can't trick me because my eyes have been opened. Because I've received meaty spiritual teaching that has anointing on it, and it's fed my spirit. So my spiritual eyes have opened up. That's the job of the fivefold ministry. It says Ephesians 4:11 says God gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to the body of Christ for the purpose to equip the believers. So they wouldn't be babies anymore, lukewarm, beaten up by the devil. But they would be strong, mature, and equipped, and their spiritual eyes opened up. So they can have victory every day. But the meaning of Ephesians 4.11, when it's saying God gave the fivefold ministry, he's meaning God gave anointed fivefold ministers who are carrying anointing, like the examples we see in the book of Acts. All of those fivefold ministers that are all carrying anointing, they're all casting out demons, healing the sick, raising the dead. Philip the evangelist, Apostle Paul, Apostle Peter, all of the apostles. That's what it means. So find the fivefold ministry church. Find one. Where there is anointing, where there is anointing to equip you, where there's anointing to open your spiritual eyes so you can have victory over the devil. Whether you're free or you need freedom, all of you need the real church to receive the anointing to be equipped. So that's number one, to be equipped, and number two, so you can receive impartation because that's a big way, one of the biggest ways that God releases his anointing for you to walk in his power. So those are the two big reasons you need to come if you're already free. Let's say you're already free, you don't need freedom. These are the two big reasons why you need to come where the real church is, where the anointing is. To be equipped so you can defeat the devil and always have victory. Spiritual eyes open and to receive impartation. And the equipping also includes the anointing feeding your spirit to make your spirit man strong and push your flesh down. It helps you a lot. I remember that before I came to a church where the anointing was, I could not surrender. I tried. I could not. But I came to one service where the anointing was flowing somewhere, a little house church, and all of a sudden my flesh just dwindled away. The anointing through the teaching, the anointing just being in the presence and watching miracles happen and receiving miracles myself, it 
fed my spirit man. It made me just fall in love with Jesus and made my spiritual eyes to open and see how good and amazing Jesus is and worthy of my surrender. And so just just one moment in the anointing made my flesh to just dwindle. So this is why freed believers need the, need the anointing, need to be planted continually coming where the anointing is. So that's the freed believer, doesn't need any freedom, doesn't need any healing. The other believer who needs freedom, who is bound, they need the anointing to be where the power of God is planted. They need it for the same reasons. Because whether you're bound or not, you are going through this, you are still going through spiritual attacks every day that you can have victory over. So the, 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 the one who's, who needs freedom and is in the process of getting free, it's the same reasons. And then there's an additional reason. They need to be where the anointing is because it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. This is the only way they'll be free, by and large. Now, what I'm about to teach you right now, in a little bit, I want to say a precursor. God can do anything. Like, I've heard some testimonies before. Before I even know, knew about the power of God, I've heard testimonies about how someone gave their life to Jesus, and immediately, the moment they gave their life to Jesus, they were freed of addictions. I've heard of those testimonies. And that was without being where the anointing is, where the power of God is. I've heard that before. But I will say it's rare, right? It's rare. Usually, a Christian gives their life to Jesus, and they have bondages still. And they need freedom. It doesn't just happen. It's not just taken away when they give their life to Jesus. So that's the precursor that what I'm teaching you today about really like how to be free um, with wisdom uh, is, a, is, is for the most part according to scripture. But God can do anything. God can make exceptions. Amen. But this is what he's instructing us to follow, like the way, the path to the complete freedom. Amen. Hallelujah. So... Um, I'm going to, I'm going to grab the, uh, shield now and you guys can take your place. Thank you. So right now I am representing a free child of God. This is a little picture into what life looks like as a free child of God. Pretty much every day of our lives. I got my shield of faith on to deflect the lies of the devil. And I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna submit to God and I'm gonna resist. I'm gonna stand firm. I'm gonna resist, I'm gonna submit to God and I'm gonna resist the devil with all of his lies, with all of his attacks right now. They are representing attacks from the enemy right now that come throughout the day. All right, here we go. Here we go, an ordinary day right now in the life of a free child of God. Attacks of anxiety. Attacks of depression, cravings for alcohol, nightmares playing in your mind over and over, you get the picture. Thoughts of death, you see? I'm an, I know who I am. I'm a warrior, child of God. I've come to fight the good fight of faith and not just do, 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 do. Oh, oh, I feel anxious. I'm, I have anxiety. Oh, I feel depressed. Oh, 
I have to, oh, that nightmare. I meditate on it all day, puts me down. I resist that dream. I re I'm sorry, I reject that dream. I reject, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what me holding up that, that um, shield again looks like. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Leo first. Okay. Anxiety thoughts. Jesus gave me a spirit of perfect peace, and I reject every lie of anxiety. A, a craving thoughts. I reject every craving of uh, every, every lie of addiction from the devil. I want God's will for my life. I declare it. I will, I'm following him now, and I reject that. Hallelujah. Bad dream from the enemy. I wake up. I reject that bad dream in Jesus' name. That's it. That's good. You got it? Hallelujah. Okay, so now Lily is being an example for us of someone who is going through a process of deliverance. So she hasn't found complete freedom yet, but there are, there are chains here. There are chains of anxiety, and there are chains of addiction here. All right? And this is a life of a typical day of someone who has bondage. There are still spiritual attacks happening, but she's still a child of God. She has her shield of faith. And she's going to be a warrior of God. She's been equipped. She's been in the place of anointing. She's been receiving freedom. Anxiety thoughts. Thoughts of depression. Thoughts of suicide. Thoughts of unworthiness. So, she, as she's coming to where the place of anointing is, as she's being equipped, you can say right here, as she's being equipped, she now is a warrior of God. She's not opening up any more doors to the devil and getting more chains, getting more demons. And God's freeing her more and more each time she comes to where the power of God is, the anointing. Okay, but the thing she comes to where the anointing is. And I'm going to represent the, the anointing. I command every spirit of anxiety, of addiction to go. I'm going to represent the anointing. stand back. Thank you guys. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want you to see with that example that it's only the anointing that breaks those chains. Now um, there's some people who ask about self-deliverance but the Bible says it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. The anointing meaning if you have a chain around you 
You cannot take that chain off on your own. Remember the example with the ox. You cannot take, you can be receiving anointing, but that chain around you is a higher level demonic chain than impartation that's been given to you so far. It says in the Bible, Matthew 10, 8, cast out, de- heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those, the- cleanse those who have received, drive out demons, freely, have you re- freely you have received, freely give. So Jesus is saying to the disciples, you cast out demons. You cast out demons out of others. I've given you authority to cast demons out of others, to help others. So you as someone who's bound, you can still be rejecting lies of the devil. We all have that power and that authority. You as a person who is bound, who's going through freedom, you can push your flesh down and become more spiritual. You can do that. And sometimes when people are saying that they're doing self-deliverance, sometimes I believe it's more that they are crucifying their flesh. For example, there's, an addi- there's a difference between craving and addiction. Addiction is the actual bondage, is a demonic spirit. It's a chain around you. But a craving is just like an intense craving, like a continual craving, yeah? That's when your flesh is trying to creep up and be strong and be stronger than your spirit man. So when you come to where God's anointing is, you position yourself so your spirit man can be fed in that way. You pray in the spirit. Your spirit man is, is, is being stronger that way. You read the word of God. You put your things on the things, you put your eyes on the things of God. You shut the doors to the devil. You throw away the alcohol that's in the house. If you're addicted to sugar too much, you don't buy it. Or not even if you're not addicted, you have a craving of sugar so much and you're seeing, oh man, this could be an open door. Don't buy it. And, and you turn off the TV. You, you, exec- you, you have discipline over yourself. You exert discipline. You stop scrolling. You delete your Instagram app if you have to and only reinstall it for the lives. I know sometimes people do that. They do that. Do that. So do, you can do that. Do that. That's what you should be doing. The actual chains of bondage, it needs a higher level of authority. The anointing to destroy those yokes. Amen? As we see with Apostle Peter, they were positioning themselves under the shadow. Apostle Paul, they were positioning themselves to receive his anointing. It never speaks about people casting demons out of themselves in the, out, out from themselves in the Bible. We need to position ourselves where the anointing is so the demons don't mess around, but, the, the, but there's an authority over them. You want to understand, like, demons do have powers. Nothing compared to the power of Jesus. Nothing. They're nothing. But obviously, they do have some sort of power if they can stay and live in somebody for all these years, even as a Christian, worshiping God. They obviously have some sort of power. Amen. And so what, why this is called spiritual ICU is that we need to take it seriously and not let demons mess around. Like we need to take it seriously, this process of being freed and not mess around with um, 
stepping out of our place, not doing things God's ways, and opening doors for the demons that are already inside to start to mess around with you, with the powers that they have. This, this, is, this is what I mean. There's certain times where demons can mess around and play around. They're evil. You know that? They're evil. Remember, they're dormant before you come where the anointing is. They're dormant, right? When you come to where the anointing is, they've come active. They're speaking out of people sometimes. They're screaming out of people sometimes. They've come to the surface. And, 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 and you're freed, and some of you need more freedom. You're in the process. You're in that spiritual ICU of getting more and more freedom. So there's some, there could be some that still remain after coming to church one time, perhaps, because you're in the process of being freed. Amen? The process. And so that anointing is still in you, and it's working like medicine in you. Many times people get delivered literally as they leave church or the revival service. There's been countless testimonies, somebody tells me of that, in the car. They start coughing out, coughing. There's been countless testimonies of people saying they've been delivered in their dreams the night leaving church or the night leaving the revival service. They wake up and they're completely free. There's been other multiple testimonies of three days later after being at the revival service or, the, or church, people being delivered on the third day. There was specifically this one woman who had a nicotine addiction, cigarette addiction for 15 years. She had three kids. She came to revivals now, or one of the revival services in Orlando. And she came back and testified when I ministered in Orlando a couple months later. And she said, the third day after I left the service, I was delivered. Like, I tried to smoke a cigarette, and it was repulsive to me. And I've been freed ever since. And that was like, that was like two months later. She testified of that. Okay. That, that really needs to show you. I hope you can see that picture of how the anointing works in you like medicine. So, like, when you come to receive deliverance, you're in the ICU. You come here, you're in the ICU. You go home, you're in the ICU. You need to let the anointing work in you properly. It's important you don't touch the wounds. You know, like if you're in the ICU and you have this big wound and it's like weird, like you never had that wound before and you're like, Ugh, and I'm like, I want this to heal fast. Oh, you touch it. For some reason, you just feel like touching it. You think maybe touching it will make it better. I'm going to rub it. Maybe ends up irritating it, ends up getting an infection. You had dirt on your fingers. So this can happen in the spiritual realm. I'm going to show you a couple examples of how this can happen. You come receive freedom, but God's still you're in the process, right? The anointing is still working in you. Those demons are active. You don't need to talk to the demons. When you leave this place, you should not, you just don't talk to the demons. Why? Because they can, they can start to play around. Number one, you'll probably notice that I don't talk to demons much. Jesus talked to demons not that much. He talked to them like, here's an example, one of the, one of a few examples, one one, like one example, basically, um, he says, Mark 5, 9, what is your name? Jesus asked the demon, and the demon replied, legion, for there are many of us here within this man. But for the most part, we're not seeing Jesus have these long conversations with these demons. Why? Because Jesus has authority over them. They're pure evil. He doesn't want to hang out with them. He doesn't want to spend his time hanging out with them over a cup of tea. He wants to free his child immediately. Get out, you evil piece of crap. (laughs) 
that's what it's like. I don't want to talk to you. Get out. Um, and that's why, and then the Holy Spirit's led me through my spiritual father, through just walking in the, uh, just walking with the Lord, Holy Spirit. He's led me what to do when demons speak to me, when demons try to speak, speak out. How there's a time to talk once in a while. Sometimes you'll hear me say, what do you owe? And sometimes they say the life. And that's, that means that there's some sort of covenant there that needs to be broken. It could have been words like the person said, I want to die, for example. But, but many times they'll continue to want to talk. And I'll say, be, be quiet, just as Jesus says. Jesus would say to demons, be quiet and leave them. So I'll say, be quiet, shut up. I'll say, stop your nonsense. I don't want to hear you. I want this person to be free. This person needs to renounce, so be quiet. Allow them to speak. Renounce as the Holy Spirit gives you wisdom, keys of what it is you need to renounce. And get out of here. Now, I learned this. I learned this because there's, I've been ministering now many, many, many different events this whole year. And I've really, I've seen how demons can try to mess around. There was one time where, um, what, see, this is what happens. Let me tell you this. When, what I just explained to you is how we need to be operating correctly in the authority if you're casting out demons. Like Jesus, no nonsense. I don't want to sit and chat with you. I want this person freed. Get out. We're not wasting time. That's how you walk in, in authority uh, properly. But some people can have, not have that full revelation and think they need the demons to give them tons of information. They think they need the, they need the demons to, to speak all these things in order for the person to be free. We don't need the demons for nothing. Holy Spirit is the one that gives us all revelation. Keys. And I've seen that. It's beautiful. I see so many times, week after week, people come with all these things to renounce. It's, a, it's wild. I mean, it's beautiful how God speaks to the person when they get serious about being free and they make a list. God speaks to them these details, things they've forgotten about. It's amazing. Holy Spirit's the one that does this. Amen. So, um, so this is, so demons, like they're tricky. Like they're like looking to see if you know your authority. And when they see you don't know your authority, they'll walk all over you. Just like children can walk around teachers that don't know their authority. Ah, they don't know their authority because they come from the father of lies. So there, so this is what happens when you are executing your authority properly. And you're like, what do they, what is it? What do they owe? What do you, or what do you, what do they owe? For example like that and that's it and you're not having this conversation with them because of your authority some truth can come out of them just like with Jesus they said the legion but if you are not executing your authority quite properly and you're having conversations too long with demons they start to see they don't know their authority I'm gonna start lying like it's like they immediately don't respect you and they start lying I had this happen to me one time. Um, there was these two beautiful children that were delivered. They ended up being delivered at the end of the service. But these demons tried to play with me. It was these two young, beautiful girls. These demons in them tried to play with me. They tried to play with me. And one said, the Holy Spirit just told me to tell you that. I don't remember what it was. Oh, you need to ask your angels. The demons were, were playing God. We're trying to trick me. So, so I mean, 
And this is why I say you need to be careful. You're not, you're not, not everyone's called to just immediately start ministering and casting demons out of people. You got to wait until God's timing. Because demons can be playing around with you. You be, can be thinking you're casting out demons or something. Or, and, and meanwhile, you're just having this big conversation with the demon. The demon's playing God. You're thinking it's God. You know, it can be messy. You have to have this wisdom. You need God's timing to be in God's timing. Amen. And so I knew in that moment when they said that, I say, be quiet, be quiet. I ignored it. And by the end of the service, praise God, the, 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 the children were free. By the mass deliverance, Jesus freed them. Hallelujah. Um, but that wasn't the only thing. They were trying to keep on talking. They were just trying to play with me so much. And I could see they were trying to lie so much, you know. And so I learned a lot from that, that I have to be really walking this wisdom of never let them talk too much and always walk in that authority properly. Okay, so if that can happen for someone who's, who's called to cast them out, you know, like higher level anointing, how they can play around if you don't know your authority, um, imagine how they could play around with you when, they when they're in you if you're doing things out of God's order is what I'm saying. So this is where I'm saying don't touch the wounds. Touching the wounds is like, Talk, trying to talk to the demons in you after leaving the place, after leaving the place of the anointing. Like, so self-deliverance without the anointing can be dangerous, trying to self-deliver. Can be dangerous because you need to make sure the high-level anointing is casting out the demons when you're in the place of renouncing, for example. And if you start to talk to the demons, they can play angel of light. And this is a strategy of the demons. Number one, they can say, you're free. And now it's time to go start this venture. Go move here and start this venture. I've seen that happen before. That's the strategy of the devil, to pull you from the place of your spiritual ICU anointing. You're in the spiritual ICU yet. God's beautiful plans for your life will come later. But be healed first. Be delivered first, amen. <laughs> But that's, that's one of the things they'll do. They can, they, like, when you are speaking to them like that, like, uh, they're active. They're active in you. So don't, don't go to that place of, like, speaking, like, trying to deliver yourself. Because that's where it can open up a door for angel of light. We don't want to speak to them. We don't need to speak to them. Amen? Focus on Jesus. Seek Jesus. Talk to Jesus. Amen? And, and so instead of, instead of trying to deliver yourself, the best thing to do is, is when you want to be free and when you're, you're wanting to renounce, position yourself where anointing is. Come every Sunday. If you need freedom, if you're in the process of needing freedom, never miss a Sunday. Never miss a live. And watch replays throughout the week. If you are hungry to be free, Watch as much as you can. And what you should be doing is if you're in that place of like, I want to be more free, I want to renounce, God's really more things for me to renounce. If a live's not going, put on a replay. Position yourself where the demons have to obey. Where there's authority. So when you're renouncing, the demons have to leave. That high level authority is there to make them go. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So um, that's important. Don't, don't fester the wound. 
Don't open a door for demons to play around with you. Amen? Um, just position yourself where anointing is, is the, is the best thing you can do as much as possible. And renounce, renounce, renounce every day. You can do it all day, every day if you want. But just make sure, anoint the, uh, like one of the services is playing, that anointing is flowing to you. So demons can't play around, they have to leave. Amen? And, the, and the, the freedom will come quicker this way as well because what, what makes demons to, to lose their grip on you, completely lose the grip, is the more spiritual you become, the less of the flesh you become, and the more serious you are taking your freedom, like you are only wanting to follow God's order and way. The more serious you're taking it, that's when they lose their grip. So... What I mentioned earlier about how you should be crucifying your flesh when you're needing the process of freedom, you should be crucifying your flesh. When you're crucifying your flesh in the areas that you're not bound, for example, that you're able to, right? When you're crucifying your flesh, your spirit man is becoming stronger. And when it, that happens, the demons, are, their grip literally loosens. When you're not serious about freedom, sometimes if somebody comes to a deliverance service for the first time and maybe they're not ready for freedom yet, they're like, don't want it yet, Sometimes demons can manifest, but they might not leave. And I've seen that happen before. I've seen that happen when I minister at a service and I'm asking demons to allow the person to speak and they're not able to speak. They just keep manifesting. God revealed to me it's because there's doors open in their life and they need to take it seriously first. Otherwise, because it's all about authority. If we are giving authority for demons to stay, God's not going to force us. There's one service where this happened. It was a two-day event. The second day, this woman came back. And this time, I said, demons, you allow her to speak. She, she was able to speak. So the first day, she wasn't able to. The second day, she came back. You see the power of showing up to God. Showing up for God. Showing up where God's power is. So demons saw that second time. They're like, oh, my goodness. She's really choosing God and not the world. Oh. So, like, their grip had to loosen. And she was set free that day of so many things. She came back and testified um, a couple weeks later at a different event how she was freed of so many things, of witchcraft, of suicidal thoughts, of anxiety, of depression. And she was jumping up and down for joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, Another time where um, demons can mess around is, this is very important. Um, first of all, do you notice here, those of you that have been here, watch online. Do you notice that we're not really like holding people back from me who are manifesting demons? Do you notice how demons aren't like running at me and like big guys are having to hold them back? You notice that? Now, demons are completely evil. They want to kill, steal, steal, kill, and destroy. And where the anointing is, it's like demons completely possess a person when they're about to come out, yeah? Right? It's like you can see they're completely taken over. So if that's the case, how come they're not, like, beating me up? You know? And, like, going crazy. Because they cannot. Because of the authority because they, ha they know they cannot. They cannot mess around, they cannot play around, they cannot hurt anybody. They manifest and they must come out. 
But there is also a key to why they cannot do that here at Fivefold Church is because there's order here. There's order and there's unity. The team here that serves, the Revival Army, Warriors of God here, they're all united. They, 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 res they respect their leader, they respect me, you know, they, they, they respect that God's speaking to me, and, and they respect, they follow directions, like, you know, how to conduct service, how to, uh, like, for catching people, putting blankets and buckets and, and what to do when someone's manifesting and what to do after the service if someone's still being freed. And they look like they're just manifesting, but actually they've been, they're in the process of being freed. The anointing's just working in them. They're all united. We are all united. And thank God, those of you who come, come respectfully. Thank God. Hallelujah. Come respectfully united and following the, the Holy Spirit. For example, you can see how things are done, and maybe it's different than what you're used to, but you, you, you don't come to, like, try to take over, <laughs> right? But you go, okay, this is how God's doing things here, okay? I'll follow along with what they're doing in terms of, like, order, right? What I mean by that is that when people are manifesting, I usually don't see people laying hands, oh, get out, get out, get out! No, I say we are, we, are doing the th we are doing things God's way, the way he did it through Apostle Peter, which is we're having people position themselves, like, underneath the shadow so come to the front it's the authority it's not about a bunch of people laying hands and a bunch of people yelling get out at the same time that's not what makes them go it's the authority and so apostle peter that was his domain of authority so he, that's why they were all leaving they didn't need 50 people in that one domain to be casting out demons it was one and that's how it works in the spiritual realm. So that's when the most demons can go because that's how it is in the spiritual realm. The laws, so they, the demons obey and respect when we're, when we're doing things the right way. But if we don't know how authority works, they can misbehave and play around and not obey us. That's why there was such effectiveness of demons leaving and sick being healed in the Acts church. Because demons had to obey. They were doing things the right way. You know? And so, and so we, are, we, we, we are united here. The Bible says a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. We are united. So when we're united, we stand strong. We stand tall. When we are united, demons are like, we're in trouble. Great, we have to leave. We're united. We're doing things God's way. We're following his instructions according to his word and his revelation he's releasing. And they have to go. They have to obey. Amen. So I've. So that's a, that's the reason why they're not like. Otherwise, like demons could be like. Banging someone's head on something sharp, and they're like bleeding. Otherwise, demons could spit at people, and mock them. Because they're possessing the person, you know. And so that's the, that's the kind of thing, chaos can happen when there's not unity. Because you're coming, demon, we're, we're, we're messing with the devil's kingdom and the demons don't like that. And they're coming to the surface. And so if we come messing with the devil's kingdom but we're, we're not doing it completely according to God's way and we're divided, they're gonna fight back and bring chaos. So that's why. 
that's why it's like peaceful, because there's unity here, and demons have to respect and obey. Amen? And so uh, there's been a couple places where I ministered. Now, we are paving the way. We are pioneering right now. I mean, back to what the Acts Church was doing, really. But it's, it's rare. We're not really seeing people minister by and large like how we saw Apostle Peter and Apostle Paul. Like that revelation of authority like that, it, it's, it's pretty rare today in the body of Christ. It's rare among deliverance ministry, honestly, right? And so we're paving the way. And so with that comes like hard work sometimes, you know? With that comes like not everyone agreed and united, but it's okay, we get in there, we get dirty, and we begin to teach and pave the way, you know? And so there's some times where I had to get, where it wasn't comfortable fivefold church, or peaceful, I shouldn't say comfortable, but peaceful, unity. But there wasn't complete unity there with the people there. And demons played around. I, I've seen it with my own eyes several times. Demons played around. Demons messed around. Demons caused some chaos. And um, they, didn't, they didn't obey as easily. That's what happens when we don't have unity. See, this is the seriousness that we must take it. Amen? Um, and then also I want to just share so about, like, to not pick at the wounds. So when service ends here, for example, that authority is being released, executed. And so God has done his work he's, he's needed to do. Amen? Because it's not about one-on-one -on -one prayer. It's that authority being executed. So all the darkness, demons, sickness, it has to go. And sometimes God may choose to deliver a person um, in layers where all the deliverance doesn't happen right here. But we need to be obedient to God and not be like, oh, no, that person I think has more demons. We need to keep praying for them here when it's God's will for them to be delivered in a process. Amen? And so, and then also times someone, some, sometimes people will look like they're manifesting, but they're actually just being freed still. Like the demons are coming out. But it's important we don't go against God's order and poke the wound. And so like if service ends and someone's still looking like they're manifesting, but it's just the anointing working in them, it's not proper to go, get out, get out, get out. Because remember that person's going through spiritual ICU Demons are active and coming out, and then sometimes some will stay and will be delivered the next service or something, you know, according to God's will. But if we're going out of the authority, that can be causing issues. Like demons are saying, ah, this place isn't fully united. Poking at a wound is what it's like. Let God do his work. Rest. And take it seriously. The surgeons did their work. The, the surgeon Jesus did his work. The assistants helped. I trust them. They're professionals. I trust them. I don't need to go and let me see if all these stitches were put on. Let me touch these stitches and just see, make sure they did it right. That's like what it's like in the spiritual realm. So going through deliverance, when you're going through deliverance, um, there's two big things that you need to be aware of. Like, when you're in this place of the spiritual ICU, number one, the devil will try to take you away from the anointing because he knows that's where he has to leave. The demons know that's where they have to leave. So be aware of those schemes. Be aware of those strategies. And this is why it's very important you don't poke wounds. You don't, um, you just do things God's right way when it comes to receiving freedom. 
so you don't open up doors to the angel of light to speak things, other things like, um, like for example, if God's leading me to directions, like come, if you feel manifestation, if you feel manifestation of, of demonic oppression in you, come to the front. God will lead me to say that as a direction from Holy Spirit. Obey that and that's your key to freedom. Amen? But if you're back there and maybe a door, uh, maybe you hear a voice that says, no, I just need to stay back. I'm just going to stay back here. And you think it's God. That could be the, a demon. It was a demon. And, <laughs> right? Um, there can, so, so, so be aware that the demons will try to take you away, try to speak to you, to try to keep you away from the anointing. Be aware of that. Be aware, number two, of the devil will try to make you a rock instead of a sponge. The devil knows he's in trouble when you come where the anointing is. So that's why he's going to try these two things, to, to take you away from the anointing. And then if you're where the anointing is, he's, he wants to make you like a, a rock instead of a sponge. So a rock in a water does not absorb any water, right? If you cut the rock open, it's dry, yeah? Even though it's submerged. So you can come here and either be a rock or a sponge. So the devil can try to make you be like a sponge. You got to reject those skeptical thoughts in your head. Amen. Reject them and say, Lord, I surrender. I want you to deliver me. I want you to touch me. Have your way. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to reject those lies in your head saying, oh, you sh you'll, don't, don't renounce. It's embarrassing. Don't renounce. What if somebody sees it and hears it? You got to reject those lies or you're going to be a rock. That's the devil trying to make you like a rock instead of a sponge. Amen. Hallelujah. Humility is so important. When you are going through the spiritual ICU, humility is so important. Humility is so important. Like when you come to a place where God's power is, trust the vessel. Trust that God is using the vessel. When God is releasing keys, when God is releasing direction through the vessel, trust. Receive it. Don't allow demons to speak to you something different. Humble yourself to know that you need freedom still and demons could easily lie to you. Amen? Follow the instructions. It's simple. If you can follow God's instructions, if you can follow his instructions he's giving you on your own through the keys he's releasing you of what to renounce, and also like through a vessel, through me, for example, if God's revealing to, revealing to me this is a key for their freedom. If you have given thousands and thousands of dollars to psychics or the kingdom of darkness in some way, God could release to me to share to you as you sow into the kingdom of God, God is freeing you. Take that key to heart and seriously, don't be stubborn. Don't come here being like, I just want to keep renouncing. I don't want, I would rather do that. Follow the key. Use the key. Follow the simple instructions that God's given you. That's your way to freedom. Be aware that the devil knows this. Fight. Fight for your freedom. Fight for those keys. Hang on to those keys and use them. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Did you receive today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's something to take seriously when you're going through freedom. Be humble, very humble. And I, I, I know, like, some people I know, like Christine, she lived in Vegas. Uh, and God led her to literally uproot 
and move to LA only just to become a part of 5F and to serve at 5F. And so she got a job out here. And I know many people, other people are going to be called to, called to that. Many other people are going to be moving here because God's calling them in the same way. Amen. God's doing radical things. This is serious. This revival is very serious. So he's going to call people to do radical things for his kingdom. There will be some people whom God leads, whom God leads to come here for like a year or so when they need much freedom. When they need, when they really have a lot of bondage, there will be some people that God will speak to them. You need to move to LA for a year because you need to go through the ICU. You need to go through deliverance upon deliverance and soak yourself and live in the anointing. Yeah, this is what we're gonna see happen. We gotta take it seriously. We gotta take it seriously, our freedom. It's the most important thing in the world, right? Isn't it? If people will, will fly across the country and spend months in rehab programs and spend all this money on all this research for cures and go to this doctor and this doctor, fly here and there for a way to cure them, they're that serious about their health and then many times it doesn't work because it's spiritual. How much more, spirit, serious, how much more seriously should we take our spiritual health, our spiritual freedom? Amen? Got to take it seriously. Hallelujah. When we take it seriously, complete freedom will be yours. Amen? Hallelujah. It's God's will for you to be completely free. He's so good. He's so faithful. As long as you keep seeking him, surrendering to him, and humbling yourselves. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet right now. It's time to receive freedom. It's time for freedom in this place. Hallelujah.